Good morning. My little visual aid I never hardly use. Boy, Ty, it's, it's good to see a face to the name. I heard Ty Savage so many times. When I first came here, I said, Lena, let me see all the prophetic words. And I devoured the prophetic words. And, uh, and then she said, Ty Savage, you were in so many stories. Your name came up. There was always the same three words. Everybody loved Ty. From, from everybody. There wasn't, one, there wasn't one bad thing. Everybody loved Ty. None of you, and none of your prayers are in vain. Amen. Every, all, the, all the meetings you had, the revivals for Fort Bend County, all that goes up. Amen. This morning, I want to talk about the set time, the set time. You know, a lot of theologians, they'll call it the silent years. You know, at this time, everybody talks about the birth of Christ, and they should. God made a promise in Genesis. Uh, it was in Genesis. It was in Genesis. You will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. That was not two separate events. That was the same time. It was the cross. You bruised his heel, but he crushed your head. It's the same time. So theologians call it the silent years, but friends, there was nothing silent about it. God was setting things up. So we're talking about the birth of Christ and Jesus came and we see and we know that the promise and we see the fulfillment, but we don't see the silent years, but I call them the setup years because God may be silent, but he's not still and he sets things up. And when you go see a, a play, it doesn't matter if it's Broadway or, or kids plays, they'll shut the curtain and they'll shut the curtain between acts. And behind the curtain, the stage is changing. Actors come in, actors go out, the musical score changes, things change because they're setting it up for the next act. Well, they had the book of Acts. If you read it, first of all, we call them books, but they weren't books. They were letters. Uh, it was the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it was the Acts of the Apostles. Well, that curtain has closed. God is setting the stage for your Acts, for your book of Acts. And so in between, I want to talk about the in-between time. It's the setup years. John, but there's no scripture. You can't really pull out what was happening. Prophecy was happening. That's what was happening. Daniel prophesied the rise and fall of Alexander the Great. He saw a goat and he saw a ram. I'm not going to get all into it because uh, it's a lot. But he says, Daniel says, I watched the ram as it charged towards the west and the north and the south. No animal could stand against it, and none could rescue from its power. It did as it pleased and became great. Uh, and so Gabriel explained, the Bible says there was a voice from the river. It says, explain it to Daniel. Everything in Revelation can be explained, even though we don't see it. Here we have an explanation. Gabriel said, the two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. Persia at that time was a world power. So at the end of the Old Testament, Persia is in power. So you have that. But God is setting this time because when Jesus was born, God wanted the Romans in power. So the Persians were going to go down, but who was going to take care of them? The Persians. He said, the shaggy goat is the king of Greece, and the horn between, between its eyes is the first king. The four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent four kingdoms that will emerge from his nation, but will not have the same power because Daniel saw the ram with one horn and the horn beam. That's exactly what happened. Alexander the Great rose, and he came to a quick end, as the Bible said. It was divided into four kingdoms, as the Bible said. None had the same power, as the Bible said. His son didn't sit on the throne, as the Bible said. He was a conqueror. Alexander the Great, if you study history, he, they, many will say he's the greatest general of all time, but he didn't attack Jerusalem, as the Bible said. Friends, what was going on in the silent years? A lot, because horses running for war are not silent. You just didn't hear it. Shields and swords are not silent. So there's a lot going on to set up for the set time. Lena preached last week. She says, pick up your promises. 
Paul told Timothy, by your prophecies previously made concerning you, wage the good warfare. Because by them, the Bible says, it's not, not for them. So we need to pick up our promises to wage warfare. It's not just to rehearse or to think. By them, you wage the good warfare. And how do we do that? It's not, God, you said, I don't agree with that. God, you said this. No, you come into agreement. Lord, I thank you that you said this. And according to the word, it's going to have to happen. And even though, God, they may be silent years, because I don't call them silent years, I know you're setting things up. And you're setting things up for this scripture. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law. When the set time, this is an hourglass, some call it a sand timer. The manufacturer set that for 15 minutes. I, I saw how it was made. It was This company, I saw how it was made. I watched the video. It's hand-blown, and they have a little tube. It's all one piece, and they scoop the sand. They measure the sand, and it's measured. And we see time is passing. Time is passing from the top to the bottom, from heaven to earth. But as it's passing, it's also building up. And when the set time had fully come, because God said over 400 years. It wasn't exactly 400 years. He said, he said the set time. So he's setting things up. Persia fell. Greece rose, divided into four. Rome came up. And you see generation, generation. Because God doesn't go, uh, let me just pick a time. I want Jesus to be born. Let me pick a couple. Uh, you're the best couple we have. He placed them in that time to bring forth Jesus. So he brought you to this time for such a time as this. Not that time. Not the other time. Not in a time. This time. And he's setting things up for you. So when you don't see anything from the promise to the fulfillment, it doesn't matter. God is setting things up for the set time. When the set time had fully come, or when the fullness of time comes, when all this sand drops, when the last granule sand goes, there's no more time here. Yeah, but it's here. The set time has fully come. Now, as I was pondering this message, I was thinking about some stories and I, was a, I served a man in New Mexico. He was a revivalist in, in every sense of the word. He just didn't come bring the word. Paul says, I didn't come with persuasive words of men wisdom, but with the demonstration of the spirit. The demonstration is things you can see. You can see things. I'm not saying just in the service, but I served him, and I, we drove the motorhome. I drove the motorhome all over uh, Mexico. It was funny because I parked the motorhome. He goes, John, he called me Johnny. Johnny, I'm leaning. So I'd go out there and put little, put little things. Or he'd say, how much further? I'd say, you know, two movies or something like that. Well, well, he, he, he was not an indecisive man, and we were both pretty flexible. So, he, what do you want to eat? He always says, how about here, how about here? Well, one time, one time he goes, he called me Johnny. Anywhere you want to eat, Johnny. He goes, anywhere. And he likes steak, I like steak, and I poured into this little beat-down fried chicken place. Now, it wasn't a fast food place that we know. It was an off-brand. It was like, you know, Muntunky fried chicken or something like that. The sign was, and he goes, anywhere, Johnny. I go, There. He goes, all right. He, he didn't want to go, but he told me anywhere. So we go in there. It's past the time for lunch. Now, he just wrote a book. It was a great book. Uh, it still was a great book. And so we're sitting in the restaurant. We're the only ones there. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon. Most people ate lunch. Uh, even at lunchtime, I don't think that place was full. And we're sitting down, and he sees a couple over there, the only one in the restaurant. He goes, I have a word for them. He goes, go get a book. So I went and got a book, and he comes up to him, and he, was, he didn't say, God said. Oh. He just... He just said, because we don't know if we're Christians or what. He goes, I just want to give you this book. Uh, were you guys? Are you guys believers? Yes, we're believers. They, have, they just happen to be the same denomination he was raised from. So now they're in their 60s. And you could tell, uh, you ever have a prophetic word? No, we never had a prophetic word. Uh, it's a denomination that doesn't teach prophetic words. So here we were. I don't know why they were there. Did they eat there because it was cheap? Did they eat there every day at 3.30? We went there because he asked me, but that was the set time, and God was setting things up because he had a word for them. Now, their pastor says it didn't, there's no such thing as prophecy, but God didn't care. He had a set time for them. 
So he didn't ask their pastor, and he doesn't ask your dad if he gives you a plan, and he doesn't ask your last denomination. When he set the set time, the three agreed, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Men come, rise, fall. Hitler said the Third Reich will last a thousand years. No, it did not. God had a set time where he came down, and he committed suicide. His end came quick because God has a set time, and he was setting things up. So he gave them more. I still remember the word. He goes, I just felt like they were in their 60s, late 60s, and they were just precious people. You could tell, no, we never had a prophetic word. He goes, I feel like God's going to restore some things to you, things you've lost, he could, even in the area of finances, and you got all that. God had a set time for them to receive the word, and he was setting things up. He brought them, he brought us, and there was the set time. It's like Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite woman, and she came, the Bible says she just happened to come to the field of Boaz. She came to the field of Boaz at the same time as Boaz. Boaz was not the only one with fields. There was many fields. She just happened to come at the same time as Boaz. God was setting things up for the set time for they could have a baby so she can be the great-grandmother of David's so in the lineage of Jesus Christ. God has things, and I thought of something else. I lived in New Mexico. I had this friend. His name was Adam. He needed a job. Now, I went there because I lived in Colorado. My dad says, hey, John, I'm starting this company. Uh, building these construction machineries, come down and help me. So I started helping my dad. And so I was working for my dad and at the time, and I called my friend Adam. I know I needed a job. I said, hey, Adam, there's a prophetic meeting. There's a prophetic meeting. Now, we were building a machine, but it wasn't quite finished yet. We were going to make some construction products. I go, uh, would you like to go to the prophetic meeting? He goes, yeah. So he went. The man didn't ask him his name, didn't ask. Well, he asked him his name, but he didn't say, do you need anything? He goes, what's your name, Adam? He goes, Adam? He goes, there's a job for me. It's not ready yet. And from there, you're going to go to a better job with benefits. And on the way home, I go, Adam, you got a great word. Isn't that awesome? He goes, yeah. Two weeks later, my dad goes, hey, our machine is done. We're going to build some products. Do you know anybody that needs a job? And instantly, I thought of the word. It's not ready yet. It's forming because the machine wasn't ready. It was the set time. Now, my dad was not a believer, and I go, hey, Dad, do you know you're part of prophecy? Because <laughs> he would have added some words that were not a part of the prophecy. But it was the set time. See, it was not ready yet. And so he, Adam worked with us for six, six, seven or eight months, and then he applied at the New Mexico Military Institute where people come from all around the world for a, a maintenance guy who had benefits, and he couldn't get that job unless he had experience with us. And so they called me. I said, Adam's a great worker. And so God was setting things up because he had the set time for him to have a job, so he was setting things up. Now, if you look at every story in the Bible, we say, oh, the promise, oh, this. No, he has a set time. So I don't know. You, God's setting things up for you. It's the setup time. He's setting things up, and he's setting you up for the set time. And Lena talked about last week, she said, you know, pick up your promises. And Paul told Timothy, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. He didn't say the church. He didn't say this denomination. He didn't say this nation. He said concerning you. You must pick up the promises concerning you, and by them wage a good warfare. Because many believers pick them up to wait or look at them to wait. But God says you don't pick them up to wait. You pick them up to war for the promises, amen, according to those promises. Before the set time, there's a setup. So you look at every story in the Bible. You look at every story in the Bible, and you can see. You can see the setup. It's like Moses. Pharaoh says, "You know, kill all the babies when they birth," and you know the midwives didn't kill them, and she set them down the river, and the river didn't float them down too far. He got stuck in the reeds because God sent the current to stuck in the reeds, and at the same time, Pharaoh's daughter was coming down. If it was anybody else that saw the baby, that'd be a dead baby. Because Pharaoh, they considered Pharaoh a god. And they had all these temples to their god, and they had also, each, each Pharaoh had their own temple because they considered him a god. And so anybody else wouldn't go against his god, but his daughter knew, I can. 
So it was his daughter. It couldn't be anybody else. God was setting things up for the set time because God had a set time when Moses was going to be the leader. And see, Moses, it wasn't Moses when you're 40. And when you thought your life was over, Moses, when you were 80, God had a set time. And he said, Moses, Moses. And Jesus, the I am, called out from the bush and said, I am that I am. And so it was Moses. And so here's Pharaoh's daughter picking him up from the reeds. And there's, there's Moses' sister watching. Who's going to pick him up? Anybody else would have saw Moses. Moses would have been a dead now. At best, they would have left him alone. At best, they would have ignored him. But here she was. And she goes, this is one of the Hebrews' children. And he was raised as, as an Egyptian. And he dressed like an Egyptian, and he ate their foods. But when Moses delivered the, at, at the well, they said an Egyptian delivered us. No, friends, he just looks like an Egyptian. His DNA is Hebrew. And so God always had that plan. And so he sent Moses' daughter at that time. It had to be that time. It couldn't be too, too late. It couldn't be too early. It had to be that time. It couldn't be these reeds. It couldn't be that part of the river. It's a long river, friends. It's not a bathtub. So she came down with her maidens, and it was, it was the, Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses, and she picked him up and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. And she happened to see the daughter because it was the set time, brought him back to his own mother. And as his mother was nursing, praying form, not realizing the man she carried in her womb, not realizing the man she carried. You don't know what you carry. You don't know what God's setting up for the set time. When the set time had fully come, it's not fully come yet. Time, sands of time are dropping from heaven to earth. Look at all this time that's passed. No, 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 don't look at that. Look at the time that's gaining. When the manufacturers, when the last grain falls, it's the set time. John, that's 15 minutes. I didn't mark it. They marked it, the designer. God has measured time for you. Every prophecy has time. That's why you got to pick up the promises. That's why you just can't ignore them. The, every prophecy in the Bible is going to come to pass, whether you're in it or not. But yours will not, theirs will not. God needs your agreement. Many people just, they get a prophetic word, they get a healing, and they walk out and they forget their words. Friends, we are not that people. We will remind the prophecies God. So the set time came and she took Moses, and then she, she raised Moses. Moses was a leader in Egypt. He was a leader in Israel. And God had the set time when he encountered Moses. Because Moses thought his life was over. He did not know who he really was. Until he, God says, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. God said, Moses, this is who I am. And this is who you are. You're my leader. So when we see who God fully is, then he can speak to us who he fully is. He's the creator of the universe. He speaks and no one can know. He opens and no one closes. He closes and no one opens. He's the I am. He's the root of David. He's the rock of Israel. So when we get to know God, when he speaks, then we can put weight into it. You know, there's things, you go in the mall, every year you go in the mall, and these people are like, lifetime guarantee, lifetime guarantee. Next year, they're gone. <laughs> the guarantee is only as good as the company behind it. I don't care if it's volumes of guarantees. There's car manufacturers, they're friends, they're no longer in business. And so I go back and I says, oh, you just reuse it, reuse it, and they have different products. It's only as good as, it, as the one behind it. God has a guarantee on your promises, and he is the one behind it. And he's setting things up. And if you only see the promise, and if you only see the pullness, and you only see the set time, oh, it's 15 minutes. But see, the spiritual eyes go, time's falling. So I can see it. It's clear. When we know God, it's clear. It's not covered. It's not hidden. We know. And we don't know the exact time, but we know that it's coming. And we know that days add to days, add to years and revivals. We know that the third awakening is coming at the set time. We know Azusa wasn't it when they prophesied another revival. It's the set time. It's for the nations. God is not an American. Every nation, every tribe, every voice before the throne. Some of you will go to other countries. Some of you will start churches. Some of you have songs at the set time. But we must agree with him in the setup time. I didn't pick that chicken place because I wanted chicken. I picked that chicken place because God wanted me there. Anybody knows I'm not picking fast food chicken over steak. 
It shocked the man I served with, but it didn't shock God. John and Blaine, I'm putting you here. I'm putting you here at the set time. It's not about your pastor or your church, and you've never had a word. Well, here's a word for God at a chicken place. Because that was the set time. God does amazing things in amazing ways in Joseph and Mary, and very few knew. There, there was, I believe it was Simeon. He grabbed Jesus, and he suddenly hold him. I know I can die because God says, I'm going to see the Savior before I die. So you had all the hustle and bustle, the market, people passing them, not knowing who they held. Not knowing who they held. Friends, do you know what you hold? Do you know what you hold? And I'm going to say this. You don't need a prophecy for God to set up and have set times. Some things we know, most things we do not. Most of the things God has for you, you do not know. Most of the things he has for us, corporately, individually, have not been prophesied. Only some things we know in part and we see in part. Julie, if you could come, please play. It's falling, it's falling, it's falling. Heaven to earth, time, time, time. The sands of time are falling. It's setting things up, it's setting things up. I can see it, I can see it. It's getting close, it's getting close. Prophecies are going to come to pass. I can see it, I can see it, I can feel it. I can feel it like there's a stirring, there's a moving, there's a shaking. I don't know when, but I know it's close. I don't know when, but I know it's close. God, I trust you. Every word you spoke, every word you said, when you said there was light, there was be light. Molecules got in line. God, I want to be like one of the molecules, not question you, not question you, not say how, what. It's the who. See, we, we want to look at how. And we want to look at when, but we need to trust the who. And we look at whys. You need to bury all your whys. Why this didn't happen this way or this happened, and we know Joseph had the dream. Ty Savage brought up the story of Joseph, and Joseph had a dream. And he says, you're going to bow to me, Dad, brothers. And they threw him in a pit, and he was sold to traders who sold him to other traders because God was setting things up. It had to be these traders because I wanted him in Egypt. And when the set time came, see, Potiphar threw Joseph in prison. So there's Pharaoh, there's Potiphar, and then there's Joseph. Potiphar is not above Pharaoh. Potiphar threw him in the dungeon in the prison. But while he was in the prison, Pharaoh was having a conversation. And they said, we have a man that can interpret the dream. And Joseph got up just like any other day. But that was the day he would never return to that prison again because God was setting things up for the set time, for the dream to come to pass. And Potiphar threw him down, but Pharaoh raised him up. And the family that threw him down, now he's over because he's with Pharaoh. He's at the right hand like Jesus. So whatever threw you down, Jesus could pick you up. See, Satan threw you down, but God picked you up. There's Pharaoh, there's Potiphar, and some of you, things have thrown your dreams down. Time, but it's almost time. Time, but the father said, and they go, I know a man, get him out. And he never went back to that place again. So God, I thank you for stirring us up this morning about the promises you spoke over our lives. That we just don't talk about them and say, wasn't that great word? But by them, we wage the good warfare for you. And I thank you, Lord. Whatever Potiphar threw us down, Lord, we know there's a Pharaoh. And we know there's a Joseph who was a type and shadow of Jesus at the right hand of the Father that's picked us up. And we say yes and amen, God. And when, the, when they, uh, men call it the silent years or the still years, God, we just say it's the setup years. You're setting things up. So I thank you, Lord, for setting things up. God didn't call them silent years 
Man did. He said there are silent years. God said there was nothing silent about horses running and nations falling. There was nothing silent about babies being born from this generation to that generation. And when it came to the right generation, he said, stop now, Joseph and Mary, angels go. It wasn't the generation before. It wasn't the generation after. It was that generation he came. So, Lord, I thank you for coming to this generation, God. Every aborted baby, Lord, we thank you. There's a sevenfold coming back on this next generation, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. When the thief is caught, he must pay seven times. So, Lord, I thank you for every destiny that died will be birthed again seven times on this next generation. The tattoos, the hairs, the earrings, God, we don't care how they look. It's the heart, God. I thank you, Jesus. Seven times, Satan, you must now pay seven times. Seven times revelation, seven times dreams, seven times passion, seven times love. Sir, heat up the furnace seven times because they're coming out, they're coming out, they're coming out. You've killed, you destroyed, but God says, I'm raising up again. The spiritual Potiphar threw him down, but the God that's over every Pharaoh rose him up. And he didn't, Pharaoh didn't ask Potiphar, why did you throw him in the prison? He said, now he's over your family. So, Lord, I thank you for stirring us up today. I thank you for every dream, every promise that we've laid down, God. I thank you for picking it up again. The last letter Paul wrote was to a man. It was to Timothy. It wasn't to a church. That's how important an individual is. He wrote it to Timothy right before he died. It wasn't to a church. He's getting ready to die, and Paul wrote it to Timothy. Timothy, according to the prophecies he previously made concerning you, by them wage the good warfare. Not just for them, by them. It's the set time now. It's the set time. Lord, I thank you for the set time. I thank you for the sands that were falling that we couldn't hear. You never called them silent years, God. Man called them silent years, God. So we don't call them barren years. We call it the set-up years. You were doing things in our heart. You were digging depth, God. We bury the whys. It didn't happen today, God. Every why we bury with no gravestone to mark it, to come back to it. Every why we kill, Lord. Every why we kill. No whys, no whys, no whys, no whys. It's only the who. We look to the who, Jesus. And when Pharaoh says, go get him, they all obeyed Pharaoh. No one said, well, Potiphar wants him down there. And he said, no, Pharaoh wants him up. The ruler, the highest one. The father wants you next to his side to listen to his secrets, to hear every word. So Lord, I thank you for stirring us up today, God, for bringing to remembrance of the prophetic words, not so we can just repeat them, so that we can war with them. And even words we don't know about, God, that you've spoken over us, we receive those too. You're setting things up, God. That couple woke up that day, never got a prophetic word, didn't know they were going to get a prophetic word in a chicken place. I mean, if I called it fast food, it would probably be sin. It was, it was less than. But it didn't matter. I was so happy. As soon as he said, I have a word for him, go get my book, I knew exactly why God put that desire in me to pick that place. I wanted steak, but God wanted me to be there. So, Lord, I think we put our flesh down and raise our spirit up. Johnny wanted steak, but God wanted the word to be delivered. So, Lord, it's what you want today. It's not our flesh. Let us not go to churches that are just comfortable, God. God, I thank you for making us uncomfortable, for heating up the furnace, for purifying us in every way, to hear your voice in a new way, in a new dimension, God. I thank you, Lord. The Christmas season, all oh, many sermons around the world. Look at Jesus being born. But God was setting things up for the set time when the set time had fully come. Father, I thank you. You're ever, over every Potiphar. Everything that's thrown us down and kicked us and said it'll never be. There was a conversation, and so they had the throne room, then they had the prison. 
And Joseph didn't hear the conversation. So, Lord, we don't hear all the conversations in heaven about us and about our future. And David said, there's a book, and all my days were in it before one of them came to be, God. You have books about us, God, that you've written all our days, and you know the set times, God. Let us not shrink back and be disobedient, God. Let, let us not just say, oh, it'll never be. Let us say too much time has passed, too much time. Has, no, time is building up for the set time. So, Lord, I thank you today, God, for all the promises that you have over our life and yet to be. Lord, I thank you and praise you for everything we have not heard, but you've spoken, that you've desired for our lives, God. Marriages, babies, families, churches, revivals, going out. I thank you teams will go from this church to other places to plant revivals and come back, but a fire will be started, God. I thank you for the ministry teams. As Pastor Zizi and Lena said, we love fire. Five-fold ministry. I think that five-fold ministry will be sent out one day, God. The apostles, prophets, and evangelists, God, going to other places, starting church, revivals in other churches, not so they can sit there and, and, and just control it, so they can release it to that church and move on. So Lord, I thank you for that, Lord. Even as Julia's playing, I believe God's stirring things up over your life, Julia, and over the congregation. I feel like he's stirring things up over you, Julia, and over the congregation. Lord, I thank you for setting things up, Father. God, when man said they're silent years and they didn't see, there's nothing. John, there's nothing. We have the old covenant and we have the new covenant, but there's nothing in between. You can't pull a scripture. No, I can't pull the scriptures from the old and the new because the one who was faithful in the old and faithful in the new is faithful in the in-between time. That one's setting things up. He's the faithful one. He's the one that controls it. He's the one that closes the curtain and sets the stages. He's the one that changes the lighting and brings in new actors. He's the one that brings in new scores of music. God, you're the faithful one, Lord. When the set time had fully come, so Lord, we praise you, God. Let's just stand and praise God for a minute or two, and then we're going to, then it will be dismissed. So, Father, we praise you right now for the set up times in our life, for setting things up. God, forgive us for the sin of unbelief. Unbelief is a sin. Father, forgive us for the sin of unbelief, for questioning you in the quote unquote what they call silent years. God, they're not silent. Shields and swords and people dying and babies getting burned. They're not silent. You knew. You knew, God. You knew you had a set time before the foundation of the world. You have set times for the promises of everybody in here, God. They just didn't know it. They didn't know it. Joseph didn't know that day. They didn't know that day they were going to get a word. My friend Adam didn't know that day he would get a word. He didn't know in two weeks later. When Daniel prayed, he didn't know 21 days later. It was the set time. God knew. God knew. Time was, Prayers were building up. Prayers were building up. Prayers were building up. The set time was coming. The set time was coming. The set time was coming. I thank you for all the praise and the prayers and the revivals in this church and our lives, God. I thank you that it was setting things up for the set time, God. Let us not question you, God, when you are setting things up. Faithful and true. We praise you, Jesus. These next few moments, hours, days, be aware of those things God stirs up again in your spirit so you can grab a hold of them and wage war. And know in between when he makes the promise and you see it, when the, the Messiah, when there was crying in the manger, so there Mary was, pregnant, carrying Jesus, passing people nobody knew. Very few knew. Her cousin knew, Elizabeth, because the one in your womb is going to pave the way. So, Lord, help us pave the way for the next awakening. And you'll pave the way, and you'll, you'll pave the way, John the Baptist. Let us be like John the Baptist, a voice crying out this way to the Savior. Jesus, King Jesus, over every nation, over every cult, over every domination, over every wise, over every what's, there's the who, and it's Jesus. We thank you for that this morning, Lord.